Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Islanders. I am your host, David Lazar, and we are here with a very special guest today. You know him as Sign Guy. His name is Patrick Dowd. He is a dear friend of mine, and he is a dear friend of the Islanders fan base. Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, David. Always a pleasure. It is going to be fun talking with you here because when we've had some conversations, they came at dire times for the Islanders, but now they are in a position where they are Stanley Cup contenders. But this isn't news for you because three years ago on our radio show, Destination Hockey, you prophesied that the Islanders would have a new arena, new owners, and be Stanley Cup contenders within a few years. Patrick, you were right. How great is it to see this team get to this level? This is a, a dream for every Islander fan out there that loves this team at Rootsort. This is what we've been waiting for. This is exactly what we needed, uh, new ownership to take over, um, a new arena to get built, um, the chemistry with the team, with the right people in place, as in uh, general managers and coaches and so forth. And here we are, and we're knocking on the door. This is fantastic stuff going on. And Patrick, you are a lifelong fan. You've been a fan of this team since they came to Long Island. And does it feel a little sweeter for you if you have been through some good and the bad? Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. I mean, you think just about, um, I mean, we go back to the early 70s when this team was um, a franchise, and, you know, it, it's a different format now when you can choose players for a franchise team such as Seattle and some recent teams, so it was a lot different back then. You didn't exactly have the best picks, um, but the Islanders were able to get whatever they had to get done uh, in that time to build a, you know, a championship team, and, you know, years have gone by with that emptiness and that, uh, that dark feeling of, of uh, you know, no gratification, and, 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 and really, it went through some really tough times. But here we are. Think about this. Here we are moving forward. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's just so gratifying. It's, it's probably, I would like to say, it is every Islanders fan dream to have what we have here as a fan or any fans that have been through this through all the years. This is bittersweet and beautiful. The thing I find interesting about this current Islanders team is it's like a paradox, a paradox of the old compared to the new. And it's so obvious to see just how far this team has come. The Islanders went from Mike Milbury, a really bad general manager who cost the team a mm-hmm. lot, a lot of success to Lou Amarillo, who's the best general manager in hockey, as voted by the league two years in a row. They went from trading away Zdeno Chara to getting Zdeno Chara back. John Spano, who defrauded the team. Now the Islanders have some of the best owners in hockey. And they were struggling to find a long-term home. And now the Islanders have UBS Arena. It really feels like everything that Islanders fans went through that may have been bad, now everything is going right. And I think that this team can win a Stanley Cup, and I'm sure that you agree. Oh, for 100%. Yeah. I mean... If you think about all the pieces that we talked about or you're talking about uh, from start to finish here, we are now – the only icing on the cake we need here is just to be Stanley Cup winners. We have built our franchise around good ownership, 
good management, um, basically just a good plan in place. We've got our new arena, which is key. Um, everything, everything's falling into place here. This is the most remarkable thing. I mean, we go back a couple of years ago, David, when we, and we know each other very well. Um, and, you know, we had a first podcast together or, or it was one of our other our communications that we had. It was basically talking about the Islanders surviving with, with, you know, what would they do with coaching? What would, would John Tavares stay, et cetera? We've gone so past that, that we are just a remarkable place. But, you know, those tough times that we went through kind of make you appreciate what we have now. And what we have now is, like I say, for my generation of fans, uh, you know, this is fantastic because we're going through a, a different stage where it's like another chance to go and become a good team and so forth. For the new generation, like yourself, David, and my daughters and so forth and my friends, this is all new. So this is like, this is a good time to be on board. And you've seen a lot of owners. You've seen John Spano. You've seen Ray Bo. You've seen mm-hmm. John Pickett. You've seen Charles Wang. But now you're seeing Scott Malkin and John Ledecky. As someone who's seen ownership groups come and go, how nice is it to have two of the best owners in sports leading your favorite team? Well, you hit it on the head, the best ownerships and owners in sports, so for 100%. Um, so these, these two gentlemen have literally changed his franchise to where it was to where it is in a short amount of time. Um, and... It was all actually through, uh, you know, Charles Wong that got us to this point. Um, interesting little fact here. Charles had a choice years ago uh, when the Lighthouse Project that he worked so hard and spent so much money on failed and just didn't go through through different reasons, perhaps in politics, uh, maybe just timing. Who knows? You know, we don't want to. But nevertheless, um, you know, he was very diligent about selling this team to two owners that were going to keep it local and make it a, um, a team that was going to be on Long Island or somewhere in the metro area, which is something that easily a business person could just say, you know what, it's just not going to work. I can't do it. It's too complicated. I'm a business person. But these two owners are different. Um, they personally invest in this team. Um, you know, I know you've met both of them. Um, I've met him numerous times. I see John all the time. These are uh, really good people that care about this team. Um, they do have deep pockets, thank God, um, but they're truly putting this team where it needs to be. So this is just like you say, it's it's just a very good situation, David. Um, and then you know there was another little side sidebar here that a lot of people don't realize that the island ownership uh, with Charles Wong had considered selling the team to another group of investors. Um, and then what happened was they were not committed to keeping the team here locally on Long Island or in the metro area. So we pulled out on this deal, lost a little bit of money, and we got Scott Malkin and Ledecky who have done wonders. So we should all be thankful and catch, uh, thank our blessings for what we have. And I think something that's very interesting about John Ledecky and Scott Malkin is a lot of the fans know them personally, especially John. And I know that you know the owners personally, as you just mentioned. They are very, very kind people. So could you share a story or two about just how amazing John and Scott are as people? Yeah, so there's quite a few this year. We don't want to kill too much time because I could tell tell a, a chapter or two, but let's just uh, come down to the focal point here. Uh, number one, they're invested in the fan base. That's something that's very different in ownership and sports. Um, uh, other than 
say, uh, you know, Jerry Jones from the Celt Boys and, you know, a couple of people like that. There's, there's just not a lot of people out there and owners that really invest in their fan base. I mean, you look at somebody like the Rangers, like with the Dolans, you know, the only headlines they make is they get mad at a fan or just to, you know, do the right thing. And, you know, the next thing it's a news story. These people are all, Levesque and Mouth and all talking about the Islanders being a franchise that are based on the fans. The fans are the revenue that, you know, gets the engine going and keeps it going. And they realize the product on the ice has to be good. So when they were able to buy this team, reevaluate a lot of circumstances that went on, you have to remember you had uh, Doug Wright and you had uh, Gar Snow as general manager and coach Doug Wright. And, you know, um, it was difficult. I remember John Ledecky had a stand uh, at the uh, podium uh, at the end of the season with the closing remarks quite a few years ago in Barclays. And basically had said, you know, we, we need to be better. We need to get better. We need to do right by our fans, and we are going to do so. And he did, and they both have. So um, amazing people, uh, very friendly. Uh, a few personal stories. Um, I was able to run to Scott a few times. He doesn't come to New York uh, too often. He's over in Europe. Beautiful uh, guy uh, with a good couple of good kids there, a couple of the daughters. Um, puts up in his box once. Um, I made a sign for him personally that I gave to him. I thought he just deserved it because I really wanted to kind of get the fan base reaction about how the owners are such good owners and they deserve this credit. Um, and, you know, he welcomed me in the box and, you know, it was, you know, and a fan coming into his box. So it wasn't like a regular press person or some sort of VIP. So that, that was very enlightening to me. John has always been a kind person. He has always got out of his way to help me, my daughters, or my family, if we need to get to a game, if we need a favor. Um, he's like that with a lot of people. So, as you said, starting it off, we have the best owners in sports, and we should be very grateful, thankful, and uh, let's be appreciative. Long Island is appreciative as well, and this is a place that has a lot of history. It has a lot of good and some bad. And what John Ledecky and Scott Malkin are doing that's very interesting is they're not just making the Islanders a destination. They're making Long Island a destination. They're not just building an arena. They are building complexes. They're building retail facilities. They're building hotels. They're really trying to build up the economy of Long Island, and the Islanders are just a part of that. How have John and Scott been able to make Long Island a destination? Well, it's been pretty remarkable if you actually think about this. Um, you know, as we just discussed earlier, you know, a couple of years ago, we were just wondering uh, where the team was going to end up. It ended up in, in Brooklyn, um, which was okay. Um, Charles Wong, as an owner, uh, had lost a lot of money in the lighthouse. So, you know, there's a lot of factors there. But, you know, just think about this. They were able to get this deal done with Belmont, which was remarkable because it was kind of a loophole. It was sort of um, a piece of parcel of land that was state-owned. It wasn't so much on the island, um, you know. And so they, they worked around all these little complications. But the bottom line is they have put Long Island on the map for many reasons. Um, if you think about how the Islanders have never, um, or I should say the NHL never had a franchise on, on Long Island, and the Nets came in, the Islanders came in, um, and there was a chance they were going to leave. So here we go to just keeping this team here in Long Island. Um, these owners, man, they just have a way of doing it. And they're very smart people. They're very sincere. So uh, we should be grateful again. Um, and again, um, how they've done it, 
uh, that's something I think that maybe you'd have to find out because I'm not sure, but uh, they've done everything right. We had some previous conversations years ago about Garth Snow. And you're a very positive person, but we both agreed that Garth Snow, while he did a lot of great, it was probably time for a change towards the end of his tenure. And we had some conversations about a dream, about one man who would come in and save the franchise, but that was a dream. Well, Patrick and Islanders fans listening, that dream has come true. Lou Amarillo came from the Maple Leafs, a Hall of Famer, and he turned the Islanders into one of the best teams in hockey. Why did bringing in Lou Amarillo help save this franchise? Well, it's amazing that they even got him in the first place. I'm surprised Toronto would let a guy like him go. I mean, he's one of the best in the business. Um, Lou Amarillo coming in, uh, you know, as a general manager, has done everything exactly Lou Amarillo style, which has been success. He's won Stanley Cup with the Devils and other and franchises. He has done exactly what he wanted to do. He was patient. He was diligent. He was smart. He was practical. And he worked with what budget he had in terms of the salary cap and so forth. He worked with the owners. Uh, the biggest blow probably, uh, well, before he came in, I think it was, was when Tavares left, which was a blessing in disguise, you know, truthfully, you know, as an Alder fan, truthfully. Um, but Lou Amarillo is, is the top. I mean, you talk about, okay, um, you know, you can go back to coaches, you can go back to general managers and different sports. Lou Amarillo in hockey is a god. I say this, he's a god because he does things that are just remarkable. And what he has done in the short time, okay, he has established a team not only from the players, but the coaches to the culture. That's something that is complicated and not easy to obtain. But Lou was able to find out how to keep this culture and make it work where the team was united. They didn't want to, he liked what he has. He just, he doesn't go out and like social media will tell you, you need to go out, you need to get a goal scorer. You need to mortgage the bank to get this player. And we could just go on about the players, so it's not worth getting into. Lou said, no, I like the chemistry. We just need to add pieces, subtract, add, and just be very smart. A genius he is and a god, and that's what we have. So Lou has uh, gotten our team in a place where we are competing again for a Stanley Cup, again, for the third year. It's amazing because a couple of things went right the last two years. We wouldn't want a Stanley Cup. But we're on the cusp of it. That's the best part. We have the right pieces in place. We have the right ownership. We have the right management. We have the right coaches. We have the right facility. And we have the greatest fans in sports in the New York Islander fan base. Lou Amarillo didn't just turn the Islanders around. He turned Providence around. He hired Rick Pitino. He started Hockey East. He was the first commissioner of that league. He has trophies named after him. He's won Stanley Cups. He truly is a legend in the NHL world, but not just the NHL world, in many different sports. And I think having Lou Lamarillo as the president, general manager of this team, it has to feel a little bit like Bill Torrey. It has to feel like having that 
truly iconic face leading a team and, and bringing it to places that it hasn't been before. I mean, you know, Bill Torrey, he, he had a knack of just getting things done. He knew exactly how to pick certain players. He had the right scouts in place. And now Lula Amarillo is sort of a character to him. Um, and he comes in many years and, and many decades down the road, decades and many years down the road. And we, we, we have, like I say, one of the best uh, general managers in place. And, and he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's remarkable that, uh, you know, Scott Malkin and Ledecky were able to grab him. You know, it's amazing. Um, so they are very good. Uh, you know, think about that. And, and you think about Barry Trotz. I mean, boy, we just go. And you get Mitch Horn and Piero Greco, and then the assistant coaches. It goes on and on. We are assembled with the best people around us to teach us the best lessons to win a Stanley Cup. It's amazing. And you've been around this team, following this team, for decades. So you've seen Al Arbor and Bill Torrey hoist Stanley Cups. Now... Lou Amarillo and Barry Trotz are trying to hoist another Stanley Cup in their personal careers. Does it feel like you have the Arbor and Tory of the modern day? Yes, 100%. Um, couldn't be said better. Um, you have exactly, you know, going back in the storybook, the same kind of cast of characters, just in a different modern era. Um yeah, definitely. We we are, uh, as I say, we're heading in the right direction. It's a good time to be an Islander fan. Everything's falling into place. Um, Belmont's going to be great. Everything as an Islander fan, thank God for all those dark years, and there were many of them, are in the right place and we're going forward in the right direction. It's, it's, it's just a, like I say, I'm not going to say it's a miracle, but it is truly a blessing that this team is where it is now because the fan base is loyal, passionate, and true blue and orange. So this fan base believes in their team, win or lose. But now we're winning, they believe more. I mean, think about this. Going back to last year at the Coliseum for, you know, three series where they clinched two on home ice. And, my God, if things went a little better, they would have been playing the Canadians for a Stanley Cup in the final so we are uh, we are exactly where we want to be. This is um, a dream come true for all the fans. Everything's on target. Whether you win that Stanley Cup due to the circumstance, whether the puck gets supposed or somebody scores a shorthanded goal, all those little factors, it doesn't really matter. We are in the right direction, moving forward, and we will be for many, many years to come. Always believe is your motto. For those of you just tuning in, or for those of you who are not aware, this is Patrick Dowd, and he is the sign guy. He is the man that's holding up the signs at every Islanders game, and you probably see the Always Believe sign all the time at every home game, and that Always Believe sign will be making its way to UBS Arena at Belmont Park. You've always believed since the Islanders have started their franchise on Long Island, but now they are moving to UBS Arena. What are you most excited about for the Islanders taking the ice at Belmont Park? I think the whole experience of the game from the time you pull into the parking lot or the garage to the walk to the building to the entrance leading up the escalators that bring you into the arena, 
um, to all the amenities, and there are so many, so many. Um, that alone, and add in the fact that the roof is going to be, I believe, 93 feet high as opposed to 90 at the Coliseum, that keeps the sound in, it resonates. So Belmont Arena really should be a replicant of the Nassau Coliseum just in modern day. Um, but all the amenities of what, what Belmont's going to offer you, um, again, you know, the concourses are going to be large. Um, the concessions are going to be up to date. Um, Wi-Fi and all the, you know, amenities that we're used to or accustomed to will be in place. It's not better. Um, the building is easy to negotiate. Um, parking is very plentiful. Again, two transportation systems, the LIR on the main line and also the Babylon, which you can catch from, uh, you know, Jamaica. So we got a lot of ways to get to the building. Uh, there's just, there's so many things to just go on and on about. You know, those are just a couple to get started. Um, I think, I think the environment's going to be really kind of cool. I think we're going to get a new mesh of fans that are now on board with the Islanders in addition to the regular fans that have been the uh, fan base for years. Um, you know, it's pretty much sold out building. And uh, which is good because you think about sometimes over the past when Islanders would play the Rangers and, you know, Ranger fans were, you know, majority of the building or, or more so than Islander fans. You don't need that. We have our own. We sold out. So, yeah, there's just a lot of things to talk about here, David. But um, I think just in general, just the amenities of the building experience is going to be the probably the thing you need to talk about the most. You're a humble man, Patrick. You just talked about a lot of the things the Islanders fan base will be looking forward to. But personally, I'm excited to see you thrive as you take your signs to the next level. You are taking your signs and you want to spread your positivity throughout the fan base. So what are your goals for your new venture with your signs? Yeah, so so thank you, Dave, for those kind words. Um, you know, the always believe has been the signature sign. That's always been the sort of positive, faithful sign. Um, it, it, it resonates in life in general. So it goes long before hockey or way beyond hockey. Uh, you know, it's about faith. It's about believing. It's about not giving up. It, it, it's about just the sense of we can achieve, we can accomplish. Uh, we believe we, we know we're not defeated. So there's just so many angles of this sign. But uh, in terms of the sign and some of the other signs, um, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to the Islanders and the Islanders have actually come back to me. We did a little free uh, run last year with some custom-made signs. I thought they were a little overpriced, honestly, but uh, we're working on that so we can keep cost efficient for everybody. Uh, it was a limited edition, so it was sort of custom-made. So, But we're working on um, with the Islanders and, and we're talking about the uh, signs being available at the Belmont Arena and also at the Northwell Health uh, Sports uh, Facility where the Islanders practice, um, ready available as in people can pick them up. The price is going to be priced uh, reasonable and fair so that the consumer will you know, get a product in return, uh, something that will last for, for a long time, if not forever. Um, and that, that, that fan can you know, decide whether they want to bring that sign into uh, the building and, and hold it up proudly, which is my hope, uh, best hope. Um, but they could also have that choice of bringing it back and putting it in a frame and putting it in their basement where they watch around the games and so forth. Um, so and they, we talked also about some other possibilities, uh, maybe in the uh, retail center at Belmont, um, USB, U-Base Arena, having um, a little corner there would be sign guys, signs and 
so some merchandise, et cetera. We're still in the preliminary process of that. So that we haven't decided whether that's actually going to become if not, or it will in the future. So that's on hold until we can, you know, the, the experts, I guess, who call it, figure it out. But the signs will be available, um, and it will be reasonably priced, and there will be something you can take with you. It is a treasure to bring, um, and I've said this to you personally in the past, and also publicly, it's sort of like the rally towel for the Steelers, you know, the terrible towel. It's like something that people just take with them. They believe in this team um, and they carry it and they hold it proudly and they show it everywhere they go, whether you go on a trip somewhere up in the mountains or you come to the Reed in Belmont or you put it in your basement or you just carry it around the neighborhood. So uh, some good things happening there. Uh, great opportunity for me. Um, for my aspect, it's more um, doing something that I want to do that somebody or I should say many people have asked me in demand, would you sell the signs? Probably a sign. So, you know, there's a lot of good things going on here. Um, and so I'm very delighted by this opportunity. Um, uh, I will tell you that the owners do, and this is important for everybody to know, give back a, a great uh, portion of the proceeds to the Children's Foundation, as I do as well. So, uh, you know, we're not talking just here to make profit. We're trying to do something that's good for everybody and, uh, you know, Children's Foundation and Islander Organization for the fans. So without elaborating further, uh, the signs will be available and um, it's going to be uh, something you want to hold on to and take to the games. And I hope I can see them in the stands held up uh, throughout the uh, arena. And that would be wonderful. What a dream come true. Patrick, I'm so proud. I'm so happy that you're going to be able to sell your signs. You can check out all the information as the Islanders post about it on their social media, and you can also reach out to Patrick on social media for any questions. So now I'd like to finalize our conversation here with a personal anecdote, and I'd like to talk about you as a person because everyone knows Sign Guy, but I'd like for some people to know Patrick. So personally, you do a lot of things with your family, with your friends that are really special. So you have made so many lifelong friends during your time as a fan. It's not just a fandom, a fan base for you. It's really a family. That is rare. So just how cool has it been to take your fellow fans, invite them into your family, and really become one collective group with all the people that you love? hesitate for a second because I'm trying to think of the right words to say. Um, I will say that it, it is, first of all, great honor, something I've always wanted to do. Um, this is something that is a dream come true because I, I really, like I said, I hit it on earlier. We want the Always Believe sign to be the signature model of the Islanders. We want the Islanders franchise to have this one motto, it's always believe. We believe as a family. We believe as an organization. We believe as a team. We believe as a group on Long Island. So this is a great opportunity for me. I mean, you know, I'm humbled to, to no end. It's uh, amazing that I, this chance is going to come up. But, uh, yeah, those signs uh, were very personal to me. And, and like I say, it would be amazing to uh, have those fans holding that sign up. Uh, at that arena and, and having those, uh, you know, fans uh, just uh, just rooting for this team with us, always believe it. It's like a Rudy movie or something like that, you know? That's definitely the dream. And another dream is everyone in America and the world 
wants to build a family and you have a beautiful family of your own. That family includes your four daughters and your wife, Dale, but it also includes the Islanders because you guys go to games together and you really have used the Islanders as a way to bring your family closer together. So just how have the New York Islanders made your family have a stronger bond? Oh, it's, it's been, um, it, it's been, um, how do I say it best? Uh, I'm, I'm choked up here because of the honor you're giving me here about having this, uh, this is a dream come true again. So, you know, when the kids were little, and, and you have to remember this, uh, they were born in the, uh, you know, the 90s, you know, 94, 90, 96, 98, and 2001. So the team was terrible. Um, and I brought them to games and it was talked about how, you know, this team will be good one day and they will have a nice facility to play. And, and you're going to see the same uh, sort of replica what I went through as a child watching my team, you know, grow up to be Stanley Cup champions and so forth. At the time, it didn't seem feasible for them because the team was terrible. But the bottom line was uh, we grew as a family, uh, you know, watching these games. We went through these tough times, these disappointments. Um, we went to some good times. And um, I think through the years, the kids just all have become so excited about being an Islander fan that, um, you know, they went through their little uh, issues in life, I should say, not issues, I should say their changes in life. They went to college, they had studies in high school, they had boyfriends, you know, the common stuff, uh, but they never lost sight of the Islanders. And that bond has really brought us to the point where we are, um, we are just an Islander family through and through. I mean, you talk about every, the dogs also, we've got two dogs here. We've got a friend, Rookie, and this uh, honey. So, you know, we're talking eight deep here. And then we have extended family, which relatives and so forth. So the bond is incredible. Um, we, we just, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out the next, it's always been figuring out the next move because first it was, you know, at the Coliseum, they're going to close the Coliseum. Then it was Barclays. And then Barclays went back to the Coliseum. And now we're going to Belmont. So in between that time, obviously people have commitments. So it was very difficult to, pin people down to be committed to have a season ticket or a seat or to, to, to go to games. But we have, uh, we've come down to, uh, we know the arena, arena the places they're going to play at the arena. We know exactly um, when the games are going to start and when the games are and the schedule's out. So the kids are, and again, as they get older, and this is something, David, it's a lesson everybody in this little podcast should learn. When the children get a little older, they have to be on their own. They have to be, they have to provide for themselves. So, you know, when the kids get into their 20s, we need to say, it's your you got to pick up there you got to pick up the fate and so the kids are now paying for the tickets on their own but that's how dedicated they are so this bond has been remarkable as a family um we watch all the games regularly when they're on the road uh stanley cups you know Stanley Cup playoffs we sat in that our room you've been there before it's a beautiful place and we just bonded so this is a real experience of, of a lifetime for a hockey fan who grew up uh, as a kid their age, and now have them uh, become sort of supporters of the Islanders and oil and uh, blue and orange, faithful and passionate. So, yeah, what a blessing. What a dream comes true. What a beautiful story as well. And now I want to talk about your routine and how everything plays into it because you have told me and you have been posting on your social media accounts that you get up very early in the morning and you take a very long bike ride you stay very active, and you also stay very spiritual. 
because you post about those sunrises and you always apply them to a greater meaning, whether it's about your personal life, always believing, or the New York Islanders. So what is your daily routine and how will attending every home game play into that? Um, every home game I should be able to make. Uh, obviously, if there's some sort of a you know complication that goes on in life with who knows what happens with health or family, that kind of thing. But I intend on making every single game, and, and, and I hope to do so, and I, I believe I will. Um, David, actually, so, um, you know, I, I have a routine on a daily basis. I do rise early. Um, I turned 60 the, uh, two years ago. I'm now 61. <laughs> I'm in great health. I've been through a lot of, uh, you know, complications in life with some knee replacements and shoulder surgery and diverticulitis and numerous other sort of, uh, you know, complications that some people do or don't get. I unfortunately did get some of those. Um, it's maybe a better person realizing. Um, I also practice as a chaplain, a non-denominational chaplain. So I get involved with the community and uh, I'm with the New York State Chaplain Task Force, so we get a little bigger than just the community. Um, so that's been very spiritual for me to get involved with that. But my day generally starts um, probably uh, where most people are turning for the last uh, third or the last time <laughs> for their final, uh, you know, uh, what you call uh, when you when you're getting your sleep or about to go into the airport. And um, I'm up and I am uh, on my bike. Um, I'm up at four. Uh, I do have my coffee and do my routine. And uh, by about five o'clock, I do ride my bicycle. Um, I have plenty of light, so I'm safe. Um, it's dark. I do enjoy it. I do catch sunrises, which are very spiritual. That time alone, personally, David, gives me uh, the opportunity to be who I am. You know, Patrick Dowd, uh, a.k.a. a sign guy, or my children's dad or, or my wife's, you know, husband, that kind of thing. And so uh, what I do is I try to take that time to, um, you know, sort out my day, sort out my future, my agenda, uh, any thoughts, worries, concerns, anything going on. It's all done in a short time. Um, you know, your endorphins are going. I do catch these beautiful sunrises. And I, as you said earlier, I do post not often, but every now and then I'll, if I catch a really good sunrise. Um, and I, I, I look at that as if like, you know, you, you talk about some of the times when I take bike rides and some of the days I take my bike rides, it's not always sunny, it's cloudy, it's rainy. It doesn't matter. I still have my equipment to get where I have to go. But if you could take a picture of the same beautiful sunrise that um, the day before was cloudy and, and rain and you couldn't see anything, but it's it's still there. It's still that thought process of having that, you know, belief. Because, you know, beyond the clouds, beyond the rain, uh, the sun is shining. It's always up there. And that's why, and that's uh, something that, you know, a skill that I have that I've been able to uh, try to take to other people in my positivity to let them understand that as much as there's bad times in life, there's difficult times, there's complicated times, there's, uh, you know, obviously very detrimental times with death and et cetera. Um, you know, the day does, the sun sets, the sun rises, and um, each day is a new day. Um, so I take that spiritual belief uh, as first for my soul uh, to be a good person as a, you know, a, a citizen in the community, um, and certainly with the signs, uh, a good reflection of my belief of how I feel about life. And again, it always goes back to believing, always never giving up, always having faith, always having an understanding that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, as dark as things might be the Islander franchise when they were struggling for those years, they were going to be better. Um, you know, through COVID we went through recently, 
and it was a struggle for the for the country, for the world. And we all, you know, hopefully are better. So I like to take that positive spin. I like to dispense it in any way I can. Um, I do it in life. Um, I run to people on a daily basis and I open the door for somebody. Uh, somebody's on the checkout line, they got one item and I got four or five, go ahead of me. Um, certainly, as you know, with the Islanders, the Always Believe sign is a reflection of all that. Um, but the Always Believe sign is just a, it's just a really good reflection of, you know, how we all need to think, how we know to be better. We're not going to win every game. Uh, we're not going to win the Stanley Cup. But the point is that we're competing, we're doing better, and we're finding a happiness and enjoying all of it. So those spiritual things have put, put me in a really good place in my world. Um, it's kept me very focused on uh, the good, not the evil. And, um, you know, as we talk about the Islanders right now, nothing but good, no evil. That was beautiful, Patrick. And hopefully the Islanders have a beautiful season. So I want to hear from you. You've said some pretty spiritual and almost prophesizing certain things here on our conversations, and hopefully you can do it again. I want to hear your predictions. I have a feeling they'll be positive. But what do you think the Islanders will do this season? Do you believe that they'll win the Stanley Cup? I do believe they can. Yes, I do. I truly do. Honestly, um, everything is lining up. Perfectly. Um, I, my, my, I will tell you that I had hoped previously that they were going to close the barn with the Stanley Cup and, and, and raise the Stanley Cup at Belmont, and then from there we'd see. So obviously that didn't quite happen, but now my sights are set on why not just have a really good season? And how about, yeah, how about we're going to compete for years to come? And we have everything in place. So why do we not think that the Islanders can win the Stanley Cup? There's no reason to not think so. We all have to be positive. We all have to believe. We all have to have the spirit. If they don't win the Stanley Cup, there's always next year. But the point is, we're there. We're close. We're knocking on the door. We have the ability. We have the right owners. We have the building. We have the management. We have the we have this end piece. We're good to go. Let's win a cup. Well, Patrick, I'm sure the Islanders have similar goals as they compete for the Stanley Cup this year. And I am very thankful personally to know you, to call you a friend, and to have you here on Believe in Islanders. Patrick Dowd, a.k.a. Sign Guy, thank you so much for joining me today. David, I can uh, put right back at you the same words that you just put towards me. I uh, value our friendship and the fact we have this great relationship. Um, and we both have hands with the same motivation uh, to win a Stanley Cup. And uh, I can't wait to spend some time with you in tailgates and, you know, to uh, go to these Islander games and get together and root for our team. And, you know, we got some good future ahead of us. So we should be very, uh, very uh, empowered with our always belief thoughts. And, um, again, the uh, end of the conversation here is going to go. We're going to win a Stanley Cup at some point. We're going to compete. We're going to have a nice arena, a good fan base, and we're all going to be a good family, a big family that grows larger as we speak. What more could you ask for? That sounds great, Patrick. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, David. God bless you. Be well. That was Patrick Dowd, a.k.a. Sign Guy. And, man, what a great conversation we just had. 
If you don't know who he is, if you haven't seen him at a game, you will know him this year. He is the pride and joy of the Islanders fan base. He's taking his signs that he carries at every game to the next level, and he is hoping that the Islanders can win a Stanley Cup and that he can have personal success as he takes his passion to the next level. Thank you so much to everyone who listened here today. This was a great show. We'll be back next week right here on Believe in Islanders. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.